When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Neve Kavner. And I'm Gerald Farley. And you're listening to How are you? Well, I am a little bit tired and emotional because I was out very late last night. Neva's party. <laughs> I fell into Neve very bad company. Has finally, she's been party. Like, I mean, you were never a party girl, Neve. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Un- that's unfair. I I am a party girl, but I'm I have to no, mind. No, but you're not. You're you know you 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 care for your instruments. I do, and I don't drink alcohol, which always surprises people. I don't drink very much. Well, let me amend that. I Absolutely don't drink alcohol. No crack. Often. <laughs> no crack. That's not true. I will dance on the tables with you till two in the morning. But <laughs> that, I mean, that's fair. Actually. And then I'll drive you home. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, there's nothing like a lift. I know. Especially there's nowadays. There's nothing like a lift that will attract you to somebody. I know. I know. That's what happened to me last it's night. It's like a lift <laughs> and a pension. They're the two things <laughs> that will attract you to somebody that will, you'll be surprised how attracted you are to somebody. <laughs> It's good to get your priorities right when you get older. I'm not going to lie, Grode. Last night I was incredibly popular about two o'clock in the morning. Not so much like at, you know, 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. But by two, two o'clock in the morning, they were thinking, because you know, they're all giving, ah, oh, you have to have a drink. You have to have a drink until you say, would you like a lift? Oh, geez, that's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the funny thing, it's only because, let's be honest, if you came to a gig of mine and I didn't bring the voice with me, you know, you'd be of raging. Course. You'd be yeah, raging. Yeah, yeah. It's Absolutely. like a plumber turning up without his tools. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, I had a great night last night. It was in the National Concert Hall. It was for the, it was a really brilliant, brilliant thing for COVID care concerts. And I, I was so tell in, us what did you sing? Well, I sang Cheek to Cheek from Top Hat. Like, oh. It was very classic, but it was with the orchestra, which I love singing with. Uh-huh. And, you know, it sounds very refined and all that. And But I wore the good hurty shoes. I, I asked out on Instagram which shoes I should wear. I saw, Neve, the Instagram game. Did you like it? Through the roof. Did you like Through it? Through the roof. I know. I was thinking of you and I took the photos of the three and I knew exactly which ones they were going to put me in. The one that would torture me all night. Like, And sure enough, but I, I mean, honestly, every single person asked me about those shoes. <laughs> I didn't like to tell them they're like 10 years old. Your game is strong. <laughs> I Neve. know. Your game is strong. Tell me about your week. Uh, what was I doing? This, I was filming this week, but it was weird. I had to cry. 
yeah, I'd do like a crying scene in the car. Can you cry? Uh, in I, I I didn't think I could, but you know, but when, when you have to, you have to. Where did you go to? Did it actually? Do that? <laughs> you go, you go to. Yeah, I was in a very dark place for about two hours, just like. <laughs> Is that like in a tunnel? Or and every, <laughs> and every, like every time he did it, it was like, oh, there we go. That's done. There we go. Yeah, now, no. now we're going to do it from this angle. You're going, sweet, God, mother of God. <laughs> and are you an ugly step? crier? Or? Oh, oh, yeah, ugly. Yeah, uh, I Terrible love an crier. ugly crier. Yeah, yeah, I tears falling. Yeah. yeah, I believe that. I find that ever since I'm very emotional. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm crying at everything. It's like when, you know, when you haven't gone to the toilet all day and then you go and you break the seal, like you have to go 50 times. Is, <laughs> is that it? That's exactly I think it's just, <laughs> it's the toilet mentality, but just through your eyes. In your eyes? I eat, yeah, in your eyes. Although <laughs> <laughs> I was showing emotion. Ah! And my feelings some... were oh, no, not just... locked inside. <laughs> That's enough now. And I built a wall around me except <laughs> it was a car. <laughs> Ever since then, I'm really, really emotional about like silly things. Like I keep having moments where like, you know, I give the cat a treat and she just looks so grateful. I'm just like, oh my God. My life is so complete. It's like, <laughs> she's just so perfect. So I don't know what's wrong with me because you know the way normally like my demeanour is very much that of a, you know, ruthless, yes. steely serial killer. Yeah, in your yeah, head. Yeah. It's very serial killer vibe. <laughs> Small bit but now I feel like I'm soft and accessible. Oh, right, okay. And I need to, you know, <laughs> I need to get my hard, cool exterior back. Well, yeah, good luck with that. I, I, I must admit, I, I am a crier at TV. Really? Like five minutes into a movie, even I'm not invested in, if there's something that'll make me cry, I will. Really? I, cry at ads. I don't cry at life very much, but I absolutely, I am amazing to go to a movie with if you like somebody to be weeping unconsolably. Oh, <laughs> like, th- there's songs that always do it for me. Like, Wind Beneath My Wings. Oh, darling. Who's, Wh- oh, whose version? Bette Midler. Bette mm. Yeah, that's an age thing. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of emotions, right? Next week, I'm going on the ferry over to Liverpool. Now, that sounds very exotic. I know for everybody here, but I'm actually... She got herself into trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, I'm way past that. I'm actually going over to retrieve my eldest son, who's been living away for the last two years, Uh. and all his paraphernalia. And we're all going to be excited for that for at least 24 hours. <laughs> it's the, re- the prodigal son has returned. He's moving back home. Jack and is coming home. Jack is coming home. I'm very excited. I am actually quite emotional ah. about it. I'm sure we'll all be over it very quickly. And, look- know, yeah. and luckily I'm very busy at the beginning of July. It's just it's like about the, the first, time. The first round of laundry. <laughs> and you'll just yeah, like, it's over now. And the first lift. <laughs> yeah, the first, yeah, the first late lift. I know. Do you know, actually, I am because we've got used to just being the two of us. And now he's coming home and I'm like, we're very excited about it. And we're glad for him to come home. But I'm also aware that, you know, there is a point where you've moved out and you spent a couple of years away. It's quite yeah. an adjustment to come back. I don't want him to feel like he's going back to the child stage. He keeps telling me he's a changed man, which will be a very... <laughs> a changed hard... man, that's, that, that's what you say when you need money. Yeah. It's, like, it's... <laughs> I'm a changed We're man. All so... a changed man. I can't afford anything. That's so what I'm changed. If you, if you could only just, you know, lend me that few... <laughs> He's paid rent for two years. I think that's what's changed. Yeah, that's a, that, that's exactly what's changed. I'll tell you what else has changed. His bedroom's now a diva's dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm frantically trying to take I stuff hope, out. But. <laughs> I hope you're comfortable on the couch, Jack, yeah. because <laughs> there's a big purple Eurovision dress yeah, hanging no. from the ceiling. <laughs> So this week, oh yes, what we're talking about is pride. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I, I'm sad to say I'm really, really shocked because you were the one that suggested this I episode. Know, but I love Pride. You're the, you, well, I have to say, you are the queen of Pride. I love Pride. And I, the first time but like, I was, you didn't realise you were a gay icon no, for years. No, no, I didn't. I just I just um, got invited to uh, Pride 2010 on the steps of the Civic buildings in, you know, down by Wood Key. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget it. I just finished uh, the Eurovision again in 2010. Obviously, they did forgotten about 93. And <laughs> they just invited me. And um, it was the first real time I was in that community in that way, if you yeah, understand. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. I just, I absolutely loved it. Most years I do something around Pride, you know, and it's it's a choice. It's a it's a thing I've done. I do the outing every few years and I, I do kind of different things and mostly around Ireland. I mean, I was living in Belfast for nearly, I don't know, 20, maybe 18 years before they actually asked me to do anything in Belfast. I feel like <laughs> I'm five minutes down the road, lads. Uh, but I, I actually... I, I love being involved in it and I walk the pride occasionally. It's a love it is a lovely time like I mean it's a it's mm. a very nice thing to do because I always find that it's way more sedate in town. Yeah. Than I think it's going to be. It's actually a lovely it's it's not necessarily a party atmosphere. It's just a really it's an nice affirmation. atmosphere. It's yeah. an affirmation. Yeah. And and the thing is, you know, I I, I one year myself and a good friend Kevin uh, we we walked the Pride and we had a lovely time. We were dandering back afterwards and just chatting about it. And I stopped at these lights, you know, uh, outside Green's Bookshop. I'll never forget it. And, you know, I'd gone through like a, an entire parade uh, with nobody making a big fuss. And then I was standing at these lights and this poor man nearly fell off his bike. But it should be like, it, it, that's the way it should be at Pride. Yeah. It should be like, you know, you get just get to see a Eurovision winner at the, like, yeah, crossing the street. Yeah, Seven of us here, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the odds are you will run into one. I, I think I remember the first time I ever went to Pride was I went with one of my friends. The first person I ever saw perform at Pride was. Do you remember Tina Cousins? She had that song. Pray for. Dun, 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 dun. She was kind of like a dance okay. performer. She had pray and killing time and no matter how many things you're throwing at me here nothing has happened you pr- I'd say you'd know her you'd know her if you heard tell, it, tell me yeah. she was wearing a blue jumper and I'll probably remember yeah. <laughs> but she was performing and mm. the, what I always remember about it was she had to keep getting them to take her CD out and wipe it because there was scratches on her back and tracks and it was just like Tina like that's a Tina. rookie mistake she kept saying just take it out and wipe it babe I was like, Tina, no. I know, I know. Pride. I know, this is pride. pride. Have a bit of pride. In your time. Exactly. Thank God for the USB sticks. I know. Yeah. <laughs> or emailing tracks beforehand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but actually, it was, it, and it was amazing. Was oh my God, I can't remember. It would have been, God, I would have been, I don't know, like I was probably about 26 or 27. You remember that far back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And in Pride Month, me. <laughs> I know. I am proud of you. You address the age of your gay friend. I know. What a hate crime. <laughs> but but it's, it is very life affirming. And actually for me, I love to share it with my friends. And, and I like to show that I love what who they are and not just just for who they are it's not sexuality well, is not a thing that you have to you know declare i think i think people are nervous of that in the sense that they feel that you have to declare everything it's like coming through customs now you have to declare everything but i know but actually i, I think it's because you if you spend a long time looking to be acknowledged or been you know behind and not actually admitting who you are 
you do want to tell the world yeah, who of you course. are. And why shouldn't you? Absolutely, you know, yeah. And, and you should have the right to live your life in a way that is beautiful and inclusive. Well, I always say that pride is about, it's always about, it's a time when you should remember, you know, that not everyone's doing as well as you are. Yeah. Oh because no. if you're at pride... You're already in a good place. Yeah, you're in a good place. Mm-hmm. I think if you're if you're if you're someone that in yourself, whether you're out to people or what, but if if you are out enough to yourself that you can go out to a pride event, yeah. you're in a better place than a lot of other people. But very true. And it's worth remembering that, you know, that there are people around you that need a leg up. Yeah. Like, so yeah. And, you know, and they need to if, see if you that. can give that leg up, give it because yeah. it's. I know. It's it's it's, 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 a, hard. It, it's an important thing to give a safe environment to anybody who needs yeah, some space. Completely. But yeah, no, I I love Pride Month and I love it's a whole month now for me. You know, it's like I actually, know, yeah. to be fair, every all year can be Pride for me if I want it. But yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah. you know. But actually I do. I love it and I love the community so much because they are so fabulous. I mean, and you know, they're not all in love with me. It's not that. It's more the fact that they have great sense of humor, but they have sensitivity and they have that sometimes the, the act of coming out sometimes even forces them into a, a much bigger level of creativity sometimes, you know, oh, as a person. Oh, thank you, Neve. Yeah, yeah. No, not you. <laughs> no, no, I'm not thank joking. You. <laughs> no, but it is true. Um, it is true. What was your favourite prize? I'm not sure. I have many memories of Pride. I, I you know, because obviously over the last couple of years I did it kind of online. I mean, I laughed because the first time they asked me to do it, it was kind of early days of Zoom. And I, and I, I, I videoed myself singing True Colours and sent it and it was shown on RTE and I was thinking I look like some L one sitting in the seat. <laughs> um, uh, but, and everybody else was, I, I mean, I'm always very uh, aware that if at any Pride event, I will be the least glamorous person there because, <laughs> you know, there's always people, except the Bears events. I love the Bears events because <laughs> they're all hairier than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I attend to myself. But, uh, you know. <laughs> Now, also, because we're doing a Pride episode yeah. this week, we thought we would ask you for your memories of Pride and we got some answers in. This will be my first proper Pride and I'm really excited about it, but not as excited as my mum. She has decorated the house and she is ready to party. Oh, that's so lovely. That's from Rebecca. Yeah, oh, that's very Rebecca, sweet. that's really, really lovely. I mean, you know, it, it, we, we talk about, you know, being inclusive and all yeah. that. Yeah. You know, I think I think I would definitely throw a party. There's no doubt. Absolutely. Really. I know. I, maybe I should anyway, even even if my children... Oh, no, my son's home next week. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going to change now, Niamh. I know. Definitely. Yeah, you need to, to rain it. There'll be no more party until two o'clock in the morning in the National Concert Hall. <laughs> There's a son at home and he expects you in that door at 10 o'clock. As long as you're going to live under his roof. Tragically true. <laughs> I know. Um, I am 57 and every Pride I take a moment to remember how far we've come, but also how much more we have to do. It's a time to lift each other up and thanks for the laughs. Mick, thank you so much. You're right. Actually, that's a really lovely way to put it, but it is absolutely yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely a time when you have to remember people less fortunate than yourself. Yeah. There's, there's like there's so much of it around and, it, you, you know, like and the slightest help in hand. Yeah, it is true. A lot of it's people so struggle with it and they feel alone and you don't really want that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they were alone for any other reason, you'd be all over that like a cheap suit. Of so course. I don't see why you would not be involved in this. So Sandra says, uh, my brother came out to me when I when he was 16. My brother came out to me when he was 16 and I was 18 and I haven't missed a Pride since. So that's really lovely. Uh, it's really lovely. I mean, you know, it's lovely when you go and actually I love when I go to Pride with somebody I love, you know, and, yeah. I, you know, and we're walking and I mean, Pride is all year. In my yeah. head, in my head, pride is all year. I know this is the time we highlight it, but there's never a time when you shouldn't be proud of who you're, who you you're with, and and who you love, and that's it, really. That's the 
true for everybody. Sorry, that's I'm off my box now. Oh, Neve, I told you I was emotional this I know, week. I was very emotional. So we're going to stop for a moment now to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. And uh, if you'd like to support our show and all the shows on Head Stuff, then you can become a member for as little as five euro a month. And in return, you will get bonus content from us. And that isn't necessarily photographs of Garode and all of the shows across the Head Stuff Podcast <laughs> but Network. But it could be, depend, could depend be. on how much is a pledge. The show we're cross promoting this week is called Phoning It In. Now, it says here that it's live line meets the goon show I have a little bit of a problem with this because I'm a huge goon fan you know it set the bar high for Neve you know Spike Milligan you know well it does deliver now I have to say it's pretty good you know no pressure lads no pressure you you better be it's really pretty good. Great. And so they kind of ring in for it and they kind yeah. of improv a complaint. They, yeah, but what happens is a comedian rings in and they find out what they're there to complain about. Oh. Uh, so it's like whose line is absolutely anyway. Absolutely hilarious. That kind yeah. of idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen, Brilliant. I'm all over that like a cheap suit. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> well, here's a clip. Have a listen and see what you think. Phoning It In is back. Hello, my name is Dave Coffey and I'm the host of Phoning It In, the hilarious improvised phone-in show. Think Joe Duffy meets your favourite Irish comedians. Our first episode back is already out and features the young hot guys, Tony Cantwell, Shane Danburn and Killian Sunderman. This season we'll also have lots of bonus material available on Headstuff Plus, including new improv style games with all your favourite guests. Phoning It In is available every fortnight wherever you get your podcasts and on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Ordinarily, it's just me and Neve and our expertise that is guiding our listeners through uh, through their crisis. Yeah, God help them. But because it's our special Pride episode, we thought what we would do is we would bring in essentially some A gays. I'm I'm well aware I'm not an A gay. Like <laughs> the clothes need to get better. <laughs> There's a lot more self care that needs to go into it. So what I thought what we do is uh, we would talk to Sissy That Pod. Oh, fab. If you don't know Sissy That Pod, it is a Paul's Drag Race Reaction podcast. Love it. It is pretty brilliant. It's Pre- Basically, it's all we can dream to pretty be. Pretty and Neve. brilliant or just pretty brilliant? <laughs> they're very pretty and they're very brilliant, both of them. <laughs> so we're joined by uh, by Keen and James because Neve refused to meet them. <laughs> She's like, I'm not meeting a couple of gays around Pride. No. Oh it, all gets a, it all gets a bit much for me. Um, even off camera here. Even off camera. <laughs> I can't even see her. She's like, I'm sick of middle-aged men fainting in front of me. I've had enough now. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. I come over from events and my husband always asks me, well, how did it go? And I'd say, well, I had four screamers, two fainters. <laughs> <laughs> I keep a tally I have like a board <laughs> Can you tell When you see them That they're like That's a fender Oh no well, You know actually Funny you do have Little indications Of what level of hysteria Occasionally somebody Really freaks you out Because they're out of character But I have a pretty good Dar for all levels Of, of gay uh, Yeah, Definitely not an A gay you. But I'm just uh, You know I just <laughs> but That's why she talks To her friends I know <laughs> Deep down, I, I, I seem very nice in, in general. If you meet me out as a national treasurer when I'm wearing that hat, oh, so, oh she's very lovely. <laughs> Have a selfie. Very tolerant, not now. And what do you want to talk to me about? Oh, the B side of the Lithuanian entry from 1987. <laughs> Let's have a conversation. I'd love to chat about it. No, Sit listen, down. listen, last night I met the man who did the risk assessment for the insurance company for the Eurovision oh Song Contest in Mill Street. And he kept me for 10 minutes telling me breed. how wonderful that was. I Well, I have to say now, I so I, in my day job, work 
with LGBT <laughs> Ireland and I'm spending this entire month going around corporate organisations giving talks about the gay rights movement in Ireland and the the importance of using the appropriate terminology and allyship and actually I'm using your victory and your vision as an, a, a key pillar of that <gasps> because I don't know if you're aware that actually you won in the same year as decriminalisation of homosexuality here in Ireland you actually made gays okay I- <laughs> yeah Thank, I, thanks for that, James. Uh, thanks. <laughs> See, what was in your eyes was homosexuality. It's exactly what we needed now to have a balanced recording. <laughs> Tell me I made that happen. Tell me I made that happen. I cannot get over that. I can't. That's like a moment of amazingness for yeah. me. 1993. That's it. That's Clearly what happened, somebody in government just thought, fuck it, in for a penny, in for a pound. Listen. <laughs> is there a certificate? Well, we, we I want a certificate for that. That's what happened that. in Azerbaijan. I know. Right? After Azerbaijan yes. won, they decriminalised homosexuality. That is correct. So, I mean... Yeah, no, that is correct. I mean, it, wow. it, is, it is a phenomenal so thing. So, you both just come in really and just knock that apple cart <laughs> over and we should be done by 10, <laughs> if that's okay. <laughs> You have no idea that you've just given me my best prize. I thought this was not going to be my cast. I'm very excited to see you, lads, and I'm really looking forward to some time when we can all be in the room together, despite what Garode says. No, I'm not going <laughs> to have that. Actually, do you know what? Maybe we should just have a moment. Garode clearly doesn't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just produce from the back. Just, <laughs> like, you can be the Ross just keep it, keep it, to Nee's <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm well aware, well aware where are my place oh, well yeah. aware <laughs> so what we thought we do is we get you to give us like a little bit of input into yeah. uh, into solving a pride problem because we weren't sure we'd have a pride cool. problem and then it turns out we had a couple yeah <laughs> I know and actually I like this one because this one is from the mammy's point of view and you know you, yeah. know, you always think of me as the mammy despite the fact that I'm still young um, hey uh, th- here's a pride question for you I'm pretty certain that my son is gay he is 16 and we have never talked about whether he is or isn't and he has never addressed it with me. I'm feeling the pressure to get it right first time with him and I want to be prepared and make sure I give him what he needs from me in the event that he does come out. I think it I think of it every year around Pride. Any and all advice welcome. So uh, there's no name as usual and thank God you didn't write it down because I always say the name when I shouldn't. Yeah, I was very good this week. I put in Anon. 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 Okay. Usually they say I want to be anonymous and that I put in like their Instagram handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, this is an interesting question for me because I raised boys. I have two boys, right? And um, when when they were growing up, I used to always say to them, you know, when you have this girlfriend or boyfriend and they got to the point where they say, mother, please stop saying that to us now. You know, we know it's okay <laughs> but I, I don't know whether I was actually putting that out there as in, in the hopes that one of them would be so I wouldn't end up in a home I don't know <laughs> I, I love like as a Eurovision winner <laughs> your, your kids are like I think it might be Grant <laughs> we know what's putting me through school here we've seen all those men faint in Tesco's we know it's fine yes it's all good it's all good yeah I know I, well, what? I, from what I understand what they say is he, if you're a parent and you think your child is not straight, is not to ask them because they might not be ready totally. to tell you. Mm. They might not have told them, like they're not be comfortable in themselves yet mm-hmm. to accept it. And then if you ask them and they've told you no, and then they realize they are gay, then they kind of have to go, oh, I'm gay. And I kind of lied before and it just it sort of muddies the water. Mm. So I think like just 
uh, be open in your support to the community, mm-hmm. you know, maybe get in pro- engaged in pride events, maybe go to the local parade, just put it out there, kind of like what you were saying, Neve, that mm. they should know that there's no problem with it yeah. and they'll get around to it when they have a chance. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, actually. That's a really big it's thing. It's kind of just take away the fear. I don't think yeah. it's your job to actually out anybody. You know, yeah, I, no, I, I, it absolutely I, isn't. Yeah. And I think so. I, I would completely agree with what Keen is saying there. I think it's really important to be really vi- a visible ally if you feel like as if because not only like even if then your child is not a member of the community, you're modeling really positive behavior for them of being welcoming and opening to LGBTQ people if they mm-hmm. meet them within their, their everyday lives. I mean, I think I saw they, they, they did a uh, a pride in Fingal and swords there about about two or three weeks ago and there might have been maybe one homosexual at the thing. The rest was all sort of families. And, and I think it's very important, you know, as much as you might kind of be like, oh God, well, you know, where are the gays? It's still important that you're seeing these spaces and that allies are being really kind of part of it because it's setting that behavior and that creating that model for people. I do think it's important not to like actively, you know, push at the child, try and get them to come out because you want to know. It's great that you you want to be an ally and be mm. a support. And if you really need to talk to someone, the National LGBT Helpline is actually there for parents as well. A lot of people who contact the National LGBT Helpline are parents of people who are wondering how to how to react. So you can actually talk to a volunteer who'll be able to kind of give you some, some support. But basically, you're, if you're worrying about this and you're thinking about it and you just want to show your child you love them, you're already doing it right. Yeah, that's mm. very true. Actually, and yeah. also, I think one of the things to, that I always think is good to remember if you're a parent is that the reason that somebody isn't coming out is not necessarily you. Mm. I know they probably put themselves in the place of the, as this big barrier and you know if they tell me once they tell me it's all fine but that's probably not necessarily the case because I mean coming out I think is difficult no matter how easy it is. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And like even especially when you're 16 if I you know. have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever you don't want your parents to know like yeah. at that point know. you're really trying to drive the wedge between your life and your parents. Yeah, no, yes. it's true, actually, because I, I, even growing up, I, I was laughing because I'm obviously much older than everybody else in this room. <laughs> and and the thing is, the thing is, we didn't really talk about stuff when we were young. We didn't talk about sexuality, for sure, because you didn't even want to be seeing somebody else kiss each other on the TV in front of you of any orientation. You didn't discuss anything. And to be honest, I think it took me a long time to tell my parents I was going to be a singer. That was a hard job for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in an Irish family. In an Irish family, like... It wasn't a real job. Like, keep a good job in the bank, mate. Coming out is, I'm not going into the civil service. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gay is a walk in the parking bank working oh, in the no arts. No problem. No, <laughs> no problem. I'm going, to, I'm going to be a singer or a comedian. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> but no, what but, about the shame? I know. I know. But I, do, I don't think you should push anybody into any box anywhere. But I mean, you know, it's just, it's kind of difficult because you're trying, as a parent, I have to say, I spend a lot of time second guessing whether I've done the right thing at any given moment. And I've learned something very recently uh, because I asked my eldest boy, basically, what's your memory of me as a mother? And I think I might have said this before. And basically all he could remember was the fact that I didn't let him have Grand, Th- Grand Theft Auto when he wasn't old enough. <laughs> and, I, and I put a lot of thought in as a parent how, what, how I would discuss things with him. And I, but actually, The real punch in the face was in the Eurovision in 2010. Nothing. He had no memory of nothing like after that. And I think it's really nice that, you know, in some ways it's great because he just say, sailing through his youth whatever way he thinks. He's not affected. They're more affected by you than you think from your behaviour not necessarily what you talk about it's, yeah, it's the environment and, and you just have to have faith in that I think I think it's so hard to be a parent and I think also uh, and, I think and how would you know this is like from your cat is it, it? Well, <laughs> she's, she's not easy Neve. she's not easy I know she's more she has expectations boys, yeah. 
but I think I think if you're lo- if you're a parent looking at the world at the yeah. moment, like <laughs> what you're seeing is you know it's great to be gay at the moment, but all you're seeing is like these imminent threats everywhere. Mm. You yeah, know, like exactly. I mean, yeah. like like I definitely even think in Ireland that there's there's kind of is this feeling that oh everything was fine. It's, there's marriage equality now, everything's grand. But then you know you've got stuff like what was happening during the week, you know, mm. with the Joe Duffy show, yeah. and you're just like, oh good god, yes, like I know, yeah. yeah. It, 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 we think we're more enlightened than we are because we live in maybe in the metropolis or whatever. But yeah. it, you know, the thing is, it's it's not true across the board. I mean, I think the biggest struggle I had originally when I got involved in the LGBTQ community was understanding how to address people. That is a very big, de- a big yeah. deal, you know, because you want to get it right for people, you know, yeah. and, and you want to get it right mm-hmm. for how they feel about themselves. And it's you, you, it's not an easy thing to it wasn't an easy thing to educate yourself in when I started. So I just blatantly ask people. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I, and I think know. it's okay to do that. And well, I think it's okay to make yeah, mistakes as well. That's kind of what, that that's the right approach. And as long mm. as you're coming from a place of wanting to educate yourself and being open yeah. and actually wanting to be compassionate and figure out how a person wants to identify and respecting that, that's really important. I think a lot of the conversations you've seen recently is from people who are second guessing or telling people that they shouldn't be allowed to identify yeah. in a particular way or making assumptions about the fact that we've come further than we have and that people should stop asking for, for more almost. Like there's a sense of kind of as we continue on post-marriage equality, like, yeah. ah, come on now, gays, you, you've had your day you know stop sit back down <laughs> whereas in fact we you know we, we are seeing kind of increase in, in in discrimination towards the community and perhaps talking more about that and more people being outright and just saying like i'm going to be a, a, a really proactive ally to make sure that people around me know that they're included and people yeah. who would maybe exclude the gay people know that i'm not the person to do that around yeah Absolutely. Oh, well, I do that a lot. I have to say, I, I don't tolerate it at all. I, 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 yeah. I just I have no time for that kind of general sense. I understand previous generations of us would struggle a little bit, but then they struggle with diversity of any kind because it just didn't exist. They in also their struggled heads. with the video recording. They did. They, but they got it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> and I think sometimes with like social media landscape, there could be a lot of people who take no prisoners yeah. and it's like oh you misgendered me once you're cancelled but like in the vast majority of cases people are perfectly fine if you make a mistake once you're open to being corrected yeah. and saying did I get that mm. right or let me know if I'm saying the wrong thing yeah I think it, I think it is definitely much about that and I, I think as a parent I'm loving this woman coming and asking this question because she's proactive about it and she wants to do the yeah. right thing but there's no, as she says, he hasn't actually addressed it with her. You know, I mean, you never addressed it with me until, you know. you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know. No, I, I, I was I mean, 19 year, years of age sitting on the Eurovision winner's step saying, I'm not sure I'm really into my girlfriend. <laughs> 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 and he was like, really? I wonder why that could be. <laughs> his posters were like me and Sunita on his wall. So I kind Sunita, of felt. It was, it was Sonia, me. Oh, you Sonia. need to it accept it. It was Sonia. It wasn't Sonia. There's no way I'm not having it. Uh, but I just, you know, it's funny, actually, you know, even if you accept that that is the case, it's not your job to give tell people. Yeah, who they yeah. Are. It is just isn't. No. And, and it's also it's, but it, it it's so lovely. And I think it's so. I think what's going to be great about this is that if or when he does come out, or yeah. and if he doesn't, maybe he's straight. Whatever. Yeah, you never know. Um, you're going to have a lovely conversation about this. Yeah. In ten years' time. Yeah, and then you're going to play them the podcast mm. if we're still alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we'll probably be cancelled. <laughs> and also, there Gone. shouldn't be... I can imagine from the mum's point of view, like, checking the watch, being like, oh, well, they're 18, yeah. uh, they haven't come out. Like, this is something that they'll do at their own time. Uh, yeah, own very pace. much. Yeah. So don't rush them. And uh, do you... Uh, can we ask about your coming out stories? Keen, we, we go first with you because you're pressed of time. Yeah, but... so I came out when I was 19... And I was kind of decided I was going to wait until I had a partner to come out because I just figured it would be easier to say I have a boyfriend that I was gay. Um, so I was with a guy for about four months and I just came out around the dinner table and they weren't really that surprised. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's really This cute. is lovely pork, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And Keen> says, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's really nice, Keen. Actually. That's really sweet. Yeah, it is really nice. I, I And I, I kind of get why people do that, you know, if they wait mm. in case they might get asked the question, how do you know? Like, I know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. mm. <laughs> It's the stupidest question I ever I, exactly, heard. Exactly, yeah. So just trust me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and James, what what about your coming out? What was that like? Um, so I I came out when I when I was eighteen, which was actually like twenty two years ago this this year, which is disgracefully long ago. Uh, sadly, there was no other homosexuals around for me to get into like a a, a relationship of convenience for uh for for it was like the bingo prize. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow. The only gay in the village. You were actually the only gay. In the village, is that <laughs> exactly? Yeah, the, the only gay in the county at that stage, but no. So, I, I like obviously, I'd known that I was that, that I was sort of different, and it was only when I started seeing stuff on TV and a particularly queer as folk, which myself and Keen have talked about mm-hmm. on, on different, uh, different podcasts about how important it was seeing, yeah, like oh my god there's a life I could have. I understand what's going on now. And eventually, like, I, I had the conversation with my mother and it was this really sort of dragged out, stressful kind of conversation for me. But the minute I got it out and said, oh, I think I'm gay, she was like, oh, for God's sake, I've known for years. <laughs> and it just completely evaporated any of the stress that I had. Yeah, I know. But it, so it, sweet. It's Mammies like anything. Just make it easy. I know. Hello. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But actually, it's funny. Uh, I, I think that's the same for experience for anybody when they're young or, or anybody's holding in stuff I think when it's always bigger if you hold it in I think sometimes yeah, you do have to have the conversation mm. but you have to be ready for it yeah oh my god I, I think I might adopt all of it and maybe not you but I, <laughs> <laughs> so harsh. I know I, I feel I feel assured and she's of lovely love. when there's no one else here that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she gets options it's just <laughs> it's pure aggression and <clears throat> James did you tell your extended family did you have to come out to all them? Because what I did is when I came out, as I said, right, I've told you, you disseminated through the whole family because I didn't want to be coming out to every uncle and aunt yeah. until yeah. I saw them. That's not I wanted to do in one go. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, well, I think actually that's a, that's a, a, an important part of being gay that maybe the straight community aren't aware of is that you were always mm. coming out every time you go into a new room <laughs> with me and it can get exhausting. So yeah, I told like my cousins that I was close to. I told obviously my, my brother and my parents. And then after that, I just trusted word would get around but that being said considering I'd spent my childhood in drag as Miss Piggy I don't think it came like as an overly big shock to my aunts you see what I mean about them being better guys you are (laughs) now my favourite person on the planet I have the original album of The Muppet Show I only let my children watch The Muppet Show when they were young they weren't allowed to watch any of that Barney rubbish and honestly like I now that's it you and me we'll discuss Miss Piggy later I, you know, I, 
<laughs> whole episode we're, of Miss Piggy. We're taking, oh, yeah. we're taking I'm Miss, so there. We're taking Miss Piggy content. offline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thanks so much, lads. Thank uh, it was you. great no chatting problem. to you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, um, so much for having us. Yeah, on. and we'll we'll definitely do it again. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, I was going to say something brilliant at the end, and I can't remember what it was. We'll just punch <laughs> it in. I'll use your laugh from earlier. Yes. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for them for you and Garou doing Miss Piggy and Kermit at the live show. There we go. Be perfect. <laughs> so now the question rainbow is, connection. Oh please, oh, the rainbow connection. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so who's going to be who? This is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the bonus Halfway content. Up the stairs. <laughs> I sang that. I sang that when I was very young. I loved it. Yeah, but I was. Yeah, it wasn't Kermit yeah. himself. It was the young fluff, whatever his name was. I can't remember. I'm old. I'm I'm older menopausal. I can't remember everything. Yeah. But so, <laughs> so uh, in final summation, we can yeah. say that uh, our writer is a fantastic woman. Yeah, she is. and a brilliant mother. Yeah, and like just, just what a lucky son. Yeah, and allow allow yeah. allow the space. Allow the space. That's yeah, it. give oh. the space. Yes, exactly. Thank you, boys. Thank you very much. Hi, Neven Garode. This is a weird one. I'm thinking of coming out to my family. I've been out to my friends for a very long time. I'm very happy in my life, but I don't have a partner as it has never worked out. I always hoped that when I came out to them, I'd be a bit more settled, but that is not how it has worked out. I'm thinking of coming out this year. My parents are getting on and it would be nice not to worry about it. I'm pretty certain they know. We've had many awkward moments, including my mother overhearing me talk about normal people on the phone and saying Paul Meskel was a babe. (laughs) She laughed and said, I didn't hear anything. I know it's weird. They totally know, but I don't know how to do it. And that's from, that's again, that's an anonymous one. Yeah. This, I think this is, I, I think this is something that can so easily happen to anybody yeah about anything to be honest with you oh I know not just about you like there's so many things in our lives that they're just the elephant in the room yeah. and they know already and it's and by the sounds of things yeah, you, like you totally have their support as well you, like your mom, she knows she laughed she yeah. wasn't appalled she didn't run away out of the room she didn't cry when she heard you talking about Paul Maskell and you're 100% right he is a babe he is a babe but that chain I'm sorry <laughs> no, thank you <laughs> never a truer word spoken uh, you know the Paul, Connell chain. No, Paul, if you're listening to me, you know lose the chain, Paul. Gorgeous boy, but you have kicked off a thing, and my son that I look at every day, go, I'll kill him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think my son found it harder to come out with the fact that he was wearing a chain. <laughs> yeah, well, but the same thing. <laughs> no, actually, I could just imagine you saying, "Well, you better be gay to make up for this." Yeah, <laughs> because this I think. Is... I think to be fair, do you want to come out? If you want, I think you say you're thinking of coming out. Do you feel it's something that really has to be such a definitive thing? Is it you know? Well, I'd say it sounds like what he, he's thinking here is that there is this thing that's getting in the way in his relationship with his parents. Yeah. And he knows about it and they know about it and it would just be easier for everyone. If it was just if said. He did, if it was just said. If he could just articulate it. And I think even the way you're writing this, you know that you have their support and you know that it'll be okay and yeah. you know that they probably know. And like, that is the case. I think it particularly mothers definitely. Yeah. Um, I think even when you, you know, as like kids get older and there's like, there's never been a girlfriend or, you know, but it's just, it's the elephant in the room and you just need a way to get through this. And I think 
as soon as you start this conversation, I don't think there's going to be, I, I think you're going to find the words and I think your mother is expecting this conversation. Yeah, and she probably doesn't, and like that, she probably doesn't want to bring it up because it's not her place to do it. Of course, you yeah. Know, it's, not, it's not an easy thing. And she wants to give you space as well. Yeah, she does. I know it's difficult, but, but I think... I think if you feel that you want to, there'll be a moment where it feels natural. I mean, you know. Yeah, and it's also it's a decision. I think it's a decision yeah. where you go, you know what, I'm going to go over today. I'm just going to do it. I'm yeah. going to get this done. Now, Baron, you go over and she's, you know, demented because the box didn't record Carnation Street or something. You're just like, you know what, this isn't the day. Yeah, no. Pick a, <laughs> but, day, pick a day where she's maybe, you know. I, yeah, or I even take her out for lunch or something and just go, I'm just going to do this because. Yeah, I know. I think I, actually that's a really nice idea because in my house I try to resolve things before they happen. So what I often do is I say things like, um, you know, uh, is there anything on your mind? You know, when, when we're chilled. Yeah. You know, so we might be having dinner or maybe when the kids are small, I might have gone in, you know, of an evening when they're saying goodnight to them and say, how are you feeling? Are you everything, are you everything OK? Are you happy with how things are going? And they used to hate it. They roll their eyes in heaven. But it always brought something out. So actually yeah. being in a calm place, not waiting until it's a pivotal moment, I think that adds pressure to it. I think it's OK. Why don't you bring your mum out separately first and say, mum, uh, or if you feel happy about the two of them, bring them out for two or not bring them out. Maybe just sit and go. You know, rather than say sit down, you need to be sitting down for this, but just actually have a lovely conversation. Because if you're living there, I don't know if you're living there or whatever, but I mean, the thing is, it's just nice to be in a position where it's not a big momentous thing. It doesn't have to be. I'm always big for you. But the thing is, yeah, it is a very natural thing. And, And people who love you, they want that to be the case. Yeah. People that love you, they they want you to. I guess, get on with your life. And, you you know, like you say there, it's never worked out with a partner. Um, And this isn't about blame or anything like that. But what I would say is don't underestimate uh, in your own head the obstacle that you've put in place to relationships about not being out. By not being open about who you are. Because as soon as you're you're happy and in a relationship, it forces, I guess, the... The, you're you're at a pinch point with coming out to your parents because that's just the way it is. Like if you're with somebody, then all of a sudden you're hiding this big part of your life. But when you're not with somebody, you're not hiding. So just don't underestimate the obstacle that it is in your life. Yeah, and because- also this is going to be such a lovely way to just yeah. get over it and to be able to talk freely with them. I mean, look, we could be teaching granny to suck eggs here because <laughs> you, like if you're thinking of coming out, you probably know this. Yeah. But uh, as regards how to do it, yeah, I definitely think that this should be a moment that you take. Like, I think you think about this moment and you uh, plan how it's going to be. Like, like it's an event. Yeah, it's like I'm going to make a cup of tea. I'm going to have nice biscuits, and I'm going to settle in for a conversation. That even no matter how uncomfortable I feel about it, my goal here is to have this conversation. Yeah, and to do it your way. Oh yeah. I mean, you don't want it to get to a point where it's so big, it becomes like a real problem. And then yeah. you kind of explode into it. And and by the way, I'm gay. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it shouldn't end in a row. And no. also and a, and the a, reaction, like it will be an emotional reaction. It will like, be. It will be emotional for you, definitely. Um, And it might be emotional for them. Oh, but, it will be, but not necessarily a bad one. No, yeah. Uh, but I would say uh, when you're telling them, put like a few supports in place. Tell tell your friends that you're telling them. Yeah. Um, have something arranged afterwards. Like go. So you like, can when you leave, so you can decompress. Go. You know, just to make sure that you have a bit of support. Because again, like it may like 
it may be lovely, but it may be bumpy. There may yeah. be a couple of bumps and, you know, they are not your bumps. No. They're, they're bumps and it's for them to get over. And let but, them, you know, it can give be, them time to do that. And give them, yeah, and you, there may need to be a bit of forgiveness. I just think keep a level head, put yourself first. And be sure, you know, you understand that what you're telling them is is a lovely thing. You're just revealing the real you. Yeah, it is a lovely thing. And so please don't ever underestimate that. Of course. I mean, it's not your responsibility for them to feel how they feel. They have to sort that out and they will. I they promise absolutely you. will. And they if will. your mom overheard you talking about Paul Mastel. She already knows. Yeah. They, they've already had she that laughed conversation. And she said, I didn't hear anything. They've already had that conversation. Yeah. Let me tell you. The gate is wide open uh-huh. for you to have this conversation with her anyway. We don't know about the father. father. No, we don't. But, but um, you know, yeah. all of it. And tell your friends because, you know, it's yep. good to have them around for They could have this. a large G&T ready for you. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Pat yourself on the back for even thinking of doing this because yeah. it's so much work. You don't yeah. realise. Yeah, it's yeah. just so much work. I suppose, you know, for a lot of us, we take for granted the fact that, you know, because our sexuality is, I won't say the dominant one, but, but the one that is mostly acceptable. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's the right way to say that. But the point is, because that's like the given when you're starting out, if you happen to be on that path, that's grand, you know. Yeah. So it's not something that you ever really think about. But I don't think that people in in my orientation often have an easy ride of it either. And sometimes they have no. to come out. I mean, you know, I know, for instance, people who have come up against problems in their relationship and they don't even have to address that with their parents. So it's a similar yeah. thing. It's, you I know, mean, it's, it's always difficult. But, you know, at a certain age, you're not there for to live your life for your parents. You're there to live your life and at every age, really. But, you know, the thing is, I think you should accept that they really all they want is to know that you're happy and safe. And one of the biggest obstacles in coming out is you're having to acknowledge to your parents that sex actually happens. I know. Which none of us want difficult. to be thinking about. I mean, I remember when I came out, like I didn't, my mom was really instrumental in me coming out because she was just like. Enough already. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> like it was, I, there was a white chocolate bunny in my room for Easter, like a white chocolate uh, oh, Easter okay. bunny. And is that my mom asked me where I got it. And I was like, oh, I got it from like my um, friend. And she went, now come here. <laughs> Straight men don't buy each other white chocolate bunnies. Let's have a conversation. Okay. And that was that. I know. I know. It's true. It's, it, but, you know, it is a lovely thing that you're thinking. And we would love an update. Yes, we'd love an update. I mean, no pressure Please on when that a, happens. Yeah, you know, yeah but, no pressure. But when it does. We would love an update. We're, we're, we're absolutely here for you. And loads and loads of people are. Yeah. But listen, what a lovely, lovely program. I like talking about it because it's so much part of our lives. I know. And our it's friendship so over the years, you know. Yeah. And I just think... It's lovely to talk about it in a way that is just us, you know? Yeah. You know? Oh, it's been lovely. I know. I, we just go and have a little cry out in the corner. I feel like I'm going to be bawling after I this. I have the rest of that chocolate cookie that, I bought this morning. I'm going to eat that. I'm going to put on wind my, my wings now and sob. Did you ever know? Oh, stop. Neve, <laughs> I have news. Dawn. Oh, the, the driving test. The girl. driving test. Lads, I passed. <laughs> Dawn, congratulations. We're so chuffed for you. Uh, lads, I passed. I'm so happy. Thanks so much for the tips and for the laughs. I listened again in the waiting room and you will be impressed. I was the ice queen. Amazing. Calm and composed, don't you know? I'm very happy. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, Dawn. Dawn. Oh, that's absolutely amazing. I'd say she's super confident now. She's careering. Oh, <laughs> careering down the hard shoulder. <laughs> we always say we helped, but actually, no. I feel like we did. We did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> 
This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.